welcome everybody to the uh, Structurally Enhatch webinar. My name is Nate. I am the, the CEO of Structurally. Um, we're going to be talking about our dials dead. I'm really excited about this one today. I know Robbie, myself, and Eric are, are about to nerd out, um, and it's going to be a fun 45 minutes to an hour. So, um, Eric, let's get this thing started off. What do you got for us? Uh, well, hey, good to be here with you all. We have people from all over the country and really North America, and then for some folks maybe watching the webinar too uh, or the podcast later. So great to have you here. Uh, let me give you a little bit of perspective. Is uh, I started my real estate team in 2012. Uh, we implemented the ISA model in 2013, and we were married to the idea that ISAs hit the phones. And when ISAs hit the phones, they were continually receiving incoming business, and then they were sending out and, and, and chasing down all sorts of nurtures and, and relationships, whether it be expired listings or anybody who signs up on our website. And we dialed until we were dead. Uh, we hit the phones and we hammered the phones and then something recently has started to shift. And I talked to Robbie and our ISA team and we said, what in the world is going on? And I asked the question and I made the proclamation to say, our dial's dead. And it really framed up an interesting conversation that we had and we can't be the only ones experiencing it. And so we want to do our best to try to keep people in the loop of understanding our dials dead or not. And so the guy who I know to pitch to is Robbie T. Uh, he built our ISA company and department uh, when he was in the game. He was the top ISA in the country and now coaches the top ISAs in the country. And so no one better to answer the question than Robbie, our dials dead, whether you're an ISA or uh, an agent, if you don't have an ISA, you are the ISA. And the question is this, is uh, has your game changed and can you reach anybody on the phone anymore? I'm done, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I, I wanna start here by telling you guys the story of when I started this game uh, about five years ago because I think it, it's gonna give a really great framework for the rest of this call. When I got into this game, like Eric said, it was all dials, dials, dials. Um, the method to convert leads, online leads, whatever it may be, um, the story was I was calling and calling and calling. And what's happened is that game is changing and it's changing drastically. Um, and we're now entering into a phase where um, there is so many um, appointments that we're booking that the initial contact isn't happening because of a phone call. It, it's happening because of a text message. And to give a framework for all this, five years ago, there really was no tool to use automatic or mass messaging. It was in development. People were starting to allow it, but there really wasn't tools yet. And what we've seen, um, Eric, I think you referred to it as a, a massive shift. I think it's actually been a shift over time, but now we're really feeling it. And, and the you know, best- you know when I felt it, Robbie? Like, yeah, I, I, I've, been, I've been out of production now for four plus years. Uh, so running our team, coaching, I've been out of production. And here's what happened is this thing right here was my lifeline as a realtor. Yeah. And I would wait, if, if a number called me uh, that I didn't recognize, I thought it was a sign call. I thought it was a referral. I thought it was that next piece of business that was gonna have me crush the industry. That's what I thought. Yep. In the 12 months, and especially through the last political season, and especially through, uh, boy, all the robo-dialers that have happened now, I don't answer my phone when it's not a number that I don't know. If, if one of you calls me and I don't have your number saved, that's going to voicemail. And if you leave me a voicemail, I'm just going to see the text from it anyways and not even listen to the voicemail. Mm. Uh, the, the game has changed. I, I, I even think back, Robbie, and this is maybe before your time, but when I got caller ID at my house for the first time, 
Yes. And when you got caller ID, all of a sudden your life changed because you uh, you knew who was calling and it would tell you. Well, now we don't know who's calling and we don't answer again, right? I mean, that's that's the crux of the pain that we're experiencing. That is because what has happened is, is let's be real, phone calls are a commitment. When somebody answers the call, the thing that they're afraid of is how long am I going to have to talk to this person or how am I going to have to get off the phone with this political advertiser or this sleazy salesperson? You're exactly right. It's that the consumer now has more control at their fingertips than they ever did before. It's when they're receiving that call, um, and heck, even if I call you, Eric, out of nowhere, you're not going to answer it sometimes. Rather, what we're seeing, and to bring this full circle, what we're seeing is the power of an outbound call is diminishing. And we'll get to some numbers later, but it, it, it's dying. There's no doubt about it. And, and the reason that is, is there's a better way now. And that better way is somebody can have a texting conversation with you first. And this is what we're seeing. So to really put a bow on this, this initial idea, it's this. It's that a random, non-prearranged phone call that used to be dominant in lead conversion is dying. And what's happening is we're having to pre-arrange phone calls via, via extended texting conversations before we ever get the opportunity to have a phone conversation with somebody. Five years ago, that wasn't the case. Now, and here's the numbers for you. When I got in this game, it was nearly all phone calls. Last year, as of 2017, about 50% of all of our appointments, the initial contact didn't come through a phone call, it came through a text message. So the conversation started via text. This year, we're trending towards 65 to 70%. And here's what I can tell you, is I have zero doubt in my mind that that number is gonna push 85, 90% in the future, if not higher. Why? Because people don't wanna to commit to a random phone call to somebody they don't know, because we live in a world where consumers have more control and more choice than ever. And nobody wants to sit there and commit themselves to a random conversation that they don't even know they want to have yet. But they will have a texting conversation with you, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Robbie, you said something, and Nate, I know you're ready to jump in here, but I just want to highlight one point. Uh, you said uh, that dials are dying. You're not declaring that dials are dead. Is that right? You said dials are dying. Dying and uh, really what it, what it looks like is this to, to share um, maybe some numbers on it was when I, I was making calls five years ago, um, five, four years ago. Um, if I made 100 calls, I would usually contact about 10 people. So if I called 10 people uh, or if I called 100 people, I'd contact 10. Um, when I ran the numbers this morning, I looked at all of our ISA data on the calls that we're doing. And that number is if we call 100 people, we're contacting three-ish. That's a major drop in efficiency <laughs> and effectiveness. Thank God for auto dialers, by the way, because um, it, it makes sure we don't waste too much time. But literally a phone call is 33% as likely to lead to a conversation as it was five years ago. And again, that is going to continue to trend downwards. So it's not dead. But you bet, no doubt, it is dying. That's that's a pretty amazing stat, and I know, you know, I know we kind of talked about this internally amongst ourselves too. That, you know, I think myself in the millennial generation growing up, we 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 go to messaging first to talk to one another. I, I I'll never answer. I think I said in one of our previous podcasts that the only person I'll really answer the phone for is my mother. <laughs> um, and that's just mostly because if I don't, then I'll probably be uh, uh, scolded <laughs> for a while. Um, yeah. But yeah. I I'm curious on those numbers, Robbie. Um, have you seen a drop in your ISAs calling in the last you know, five years? Are they making the same number of dials, uh, just less people answering? Yeah. Uh, are they making more dials? What's that look like? Because the uh, chances of somebody picking up the phone has gone down so much. Um, the thing we've had to do to adjust is really two big things. First off, 
if you're not using auto texting or drip text or mass text, you are going to be irrelevant by the end of 2019. No doubt in my mind. Like you, you have no chance in this game. Uh, but what we've also had to do in addition to using auto text, drip text, mass texting, is we've had to up our call volume. And we've done that through dialers, of course. And there's dialers now, and I, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but there's dialers now that are, are pushing the six line, 10 line dials at once, which is really unheard of because you didn't need to use to do that. But to answer your question in, in a brief summary, Nate, we're having to up our dials um, to contact and create the same amount of context. Because that's what this whole ISA lead generation ball game was about. It's a numbers game. And in order for us to generate those contacts that we know lead to appointments, we had to up our dials. And we've used dialers to do that. But the truth is, man, it just keeps, keeps, and keeps eroding. Uh, so we're putting more effort in. And frankly, we're, we're getting less out of it. Yeah. So I think I, I kind of wanted to touch on one thing you said there, Robbie. Um, I, I think it was in terms of, you know, if you're not going, if you're not texting or mass texting your leads, you're going to be irrelevant. Um, I, I think one yeah. somewhat preconceived notion that that is kind of wrong in the industry right now is um, you need to be focusing on texting your top of funnel leads right away. You know, right when someone registers, text them. That's important. That's extremely important. It's it's a way, you know, as, as your numbers state, it's a way that people want to communicate. But I think where there's a lot of real opportunity is in the leads that are more so in the middle of your funnel. People that you already know or have already, who already know you, but who sure. you've not heard from yet. And I, I think, you know, one of my buddies, um, Dave Anderson, the CEO of LionDesk, he, he sees the same thing. Um, he, he met or he was having a conversation with, I think, his sister-in-law, who's a realtor. Um, and he basically said, like, why aren't you texting your leads? Why aren't you texting the leads in your database? Go text four of them right now um, and see what happens. You know, I think he said, lo and behold, all four of them responded and one of them ended up closing. 25% conversion rate on leads that she already knew but who may, you know, they, who have not made contact with her yet. I think that's where people right. need to leverage texting a little bit more is by, by combing through the leads that are in the middle of your funnel who you just haven't been able to reach yet. I, I'll take it one step further. Um, the reality is, is that leads are just people, right? That's, that's it. Whether they're top of funnel, middle, like you said, or bottom of the funnel, they're human beings. And you go up to 10 human beings right now, 10 people, and I guarantee most of them, odds are gonna say, I prefer to be reached out via text message. Because it's more convenient for them, frankly. It's easier for them to text you back than it is for them to call you back or answer a phone. By the way, voicemails, when was the last time any of us listened to a voicemail that wasn't from somebody that's important? And, and I know there's a lot of things where you can do, drop, drop uh, voicemails, um, things along those lines, uh, those things get deleted like that. And if anything, it, it really lowers your, your, your contact ratio, um, especially if it's very salesy and bulky. People know that stuff. So I think I think I agree with you 100%. You shouldn't just be sending one text right away. You need to be using texting as your strategy. It used to be a part of our strategy, and now it's an intrinsic piece of everything we do. It's honestly the foundation of what we mm -hmm. built. So we're texting leads we're texting our our old leads everything is getting texted if I can text it it's getting texted right and kind of to touch on that point then a little bit more do you think that in today's world every generation of consumers uh, Millennials boomers etc do you think everyone's starting to move towards text or you know just the the Millennials and, and younger uh, let me jump in with that because it's interesting um, uh, my, my parents and grandparents aren't alive, but my mom's sister, my aunt is 78 years old and she's the person who still says that uh, she's going to go record something on her VCR, even though she's really talking about her DVR. Right. And she's, uh, she swore that Facebook and text messaging were the worst things possible. She's in her previous job. She refused to adopt to a computer and so used a typewriter. 
Um, she is uh, she is the uh, one of the older baby boomers. So she's about the 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 highest. Like she's an old seventy eight. You know what I mean? Uh, she's she's an old soul. And what she does is she texts me and Facebooks all the time because she has now adapted to stay in contact and in touch with the rest of the world. Because if she doesn't innovate on those two things, she's no longer communicated to by her kids and her grandkids. And that's not okay. Oftentimes people have resisted technology because they didn't want to adapt and adopt to their jobs. Well, technology now is in our personal lives. And so that's the way that uh, we're going to get those older generations to adopt. And they are at a rapid speed. And it's why people are fleeing from things like Facebook is because now it's your grandma and your aunt and your mom that are on Facebook and it's not your peers necessarily. I mean, Facebook's still dominant. It's still the, the biggest social media thing that's out there. But I would, I would add to the argument here, uh, Robbie and Nate, that uh, dials, yes, they are dying. So texting, and Facebook messaging are going to be really, really important things for mm -hmm. you to consider as you grow your businesses. Yeah, I, I want to add to that as well. I think you're hitting it on the head. Um, I've been really thinking about why this behavior has shifted. And, and really, I think you hit it on the head. It started with social media. And if you think about most of the social media ways we engage with our people is we're commenting um, on their threats. And What's happened is as people um, like uh, Eric's aunts um, are getting on Facebook, they're engaging in people via writing text messages, right? And whether we call it text or a Facebook message, really it's just sending a message via words, which is text. And that is defining the behavior. That was the beginning of the behavior and it's making it normal. So it started with a bunch of young punk millennials like Nate and myself. And then because I think it's a better way of communicating, it spread all the way up uh, the pyramid to darn near everybody is doing it um, because it's more convenient. It's a better way to communicate. Mm -hmm. It's more convenient Why, for just all to, of us. To drill down on that a little bit, why do you think it's more convenient? I think like to, to offer my answer to that, it's texting is convenient for me is, uh, because I can multitask. I don't like, you know, like what Eric said to start, I don't have mm -hmm. to make the commitment to five minutes of, you know, getting a sales pitch. Uh, we're all busy people and I can multitask when I text. Right. Um, is that, is that what you feel too? Mm -hmm. I, I think even more than that, I think the word is control is today's consumers want control over their whole lives. Uh, and one really cool example of this is, is look at a radio compared to a Spotify or an Amazon Music, Apple Music. People are willing to pay a fee to avoid hearing ads they don't want to hear and to have control over the content they consume. I think a phone call is a commitment and you lose control on a phone call. And what I mean by that is I might spend the next five, 10 minutes speaking to somebody when I have something else I need to get to. The other piece is this, is that with a text message, we can carry on a conversation right now if I wanted, or I can text you back 20, 30 minutes from now. So it gives me the consumer the control to stop what I want and start what I want as opposed to 10 minutes bought in right now or you know even longer sometimes so I think the word here is control I think that's a big piece of it and it does allow you to have that conversation it's more convenient because I can text you heck I could have been texting during this webinar I'm not doing that but I could have been I could text people back when I'm doing something else yeah plays into I feel room. my um, phone blowing up right now <laughs> I know I'm being texted but I don't have to make the commitment because I'm already committed to this uh, what, yeah. what I know, you know, in yeah. terms of control um, through messaging, you know, looking back at when we were having the phone calls, you could, and, and it's what you coach too, Robbie, when, with yeah. ISAs is to dig deeper into conversations, ask why, get to know, get to know the person, not the property and build a relationship. Mm -hmm. Do you think you can have that level of conversation through a text message? 
I used to think you couldn't. And if there's one thing my ISA department has proved me wrong on was that. <laughs> um, what's crazy, and, and again, I like numbers. So um, when this texting trend started to happen, let's say about three, four years ago when we got auto texting, what we noticed was um, I would text you, Nate, and you and I would text back and forth maybe three or four times. And it was very surface level. Um, and then what would happen is we would transition the conversation to get on the phone. Now what is happening is this, is our ISAs in a lot of cases are exchanging 15, 20, 25, 30, 40 text messages back and forth before we get on the phone with the lead. Because we're digging in, we're finding a lot about their story. And don't get me wrong, we're not finding out everything. But it's crazy the amount of people that are willing to share very private pieces of information via a text message, whether it's they're telling me they're going through a divorce. If anything, I actually think that because it takes away a little bit of the distance from uh, the vulnerability, it allows them to type something up without the fear of you're going to judge them. And they type it up and they send it to you. So we're, it's crazy. We're seeing people open, open up about that stuff all the time. And I think it's because that's the normal now. Is now here's, here's, here's the even bigger normal. Uh, we have a team member who has a daughter that's 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And he told me the car ride that he had with her. And as he was riding, she's like, he kept pressing saying, what's going on? What's going on? And she said, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. And what happened is uh, when he got out of the car, when she got out of the car uh, and he dropped her off at school, he had a text message from her actually communicating her emotions. And there's this massive shift where right now your generation, my generation, we're used to emotion face to face. And it's mm -hmm. the only way we know how to best communicate it. And we are seeing a major shift going all the way over here. And the younger they are, the more likely they are to be able to open up through technology and through yeah. texting rather than like, like we are just scratching the surface of what's coming. And we as mm -hmm. real Street leaders have to be ahead of this communicating the way in which people want to be communicated with. And we're all behind the, right. the eight ball right now. Yeah, that's 100% right. I think the other piece is, is that uh, I heard somebody say that uh, an emoji is what's communicating feelings these days. And it, it's mm -hmm. so unbelievably true. But I think you're, you're dead on air. It's that younger people, and, and my wife's a school counselor in, in a uh, elementary school or middle school, I should say. And these kids are a lot more comfortable texting about these types of things than they are speaking to somebody about them. Now they will speak somebody speak to somebody about them, mm -hmm. but they want to text about it first, which is a major shift. It used to be you would talk about it and then text about it later, and now it's shifting to you text about it first, and then you'll talk about it later. It's literally just flipping everything on its head, and it's crazy. But you're yeah. right, Eric. It's I mean, I can I can tell you from you know what we handle it structurally, which is thousands of text conversations a month, and we we look through them. I I see books, paragraphs of messages that people send in, outlining their entire life story from the day they were born, and it's it's amazing to us to be able to see how much people are willing to offer in just a simple text message with essentially a stranger which is crazy. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think that anyone here should be scared to ask those questions when you're texting. Don't, don't shy away from that. Um, and, and kind of to that point. Yeah. Go ahead, Eric. Hey, there, there's, there's uh, quickly, uh, cause I, I, I see you transitioning here. There's, there's a gaping hole in Robbie, uh, this uh, Michelle made a, a joke about the horse doctor role playing that I know uh, we've done in the past as one of our <laughs> one of our ways to role play. What we haven't done, and this is this is an ownership piece at, at Hatch Realty and Hatch Coaching, is we haven't started role playing our text messages. Think about that. There is there is a hole in our system right now because we emphasize role playing so much, and that we practice not on our clients, but we practice on each other. And all of us, ourselves included, are not practicing this role playing of text messaging, unless you can tell me you are, Robbie, and you just haven't told me about it yet. 
<laughs> I, I would say this, that, that role-playing it in person, I actually think it's pretty much the same thing. I think what you would ask voice of voice is what you would ask via text message. Uh, they're, they're the same thing. I think it's a different habit. You're 100% right in getting used to it. Um, we haven't and necessarily heard that. Yeah. Emotion through a text message is what I'm what I'm getting towards, because yeah. uh, emojis and tonality. Um, you, you can you can say um, you, I, I'm a guy who's a super high D, and so I oftentimes will send one line emails, one line text messages. In fact, I don't even put anything in this in, in the in the body of the email. It's just in the header, and people think I'm pissed, but I'm not pissed. I'm just efficient. And what we have to do is we have to figure out how are we role playing and getting better at this so that we're mirroring and matching this person instead of them having to adopt to our ways. And realistically, it's, it's the same things we, we teach um, in, in a phone call is if somebody's sending you very short and direct answers, you better not send them a paragraph. You need to send them short and direct questions back. Um, so yeah, I mean, mirroring and matching, all these skills are gonna be the same thing. Now, the big thing that, that I'll say is this, is that I believe one of the biggest things that human beings want is they just simply want to be heard, understood, and valued. And you don't do that through the things you say. You do that through asking questions. And I think just simply asking questions allows people to feel that feeling of feeling heard, understood, and valued. Um, so I think it's it, it's super great. But yeah, you bring up a good point, Eric. We should have like text code classes. <laughs> yeah, really, really, it's it, it, it's a piece that we have to start practicing more of because my efficiency is me being a total prick to somebody else. I've seen some of those frustrations yeah, that, when you send that. <laughs> it's their fault. Uh, <laughs> put you on the spot, Robbie. Are there any? Stop. I know some. A few people have asked for you know examples yeah. of text messages. Um, do you have any, um, you know, auto text messages that you guys send out that use it that you use as examples? Um, I know I can share a few too. Yeah, I, I think. Um, well, I, I want to play into this as more of a principle. I, I've learned that first off, don't ever send information to somebody via text. I don't care about it. They that that day is gone and dead. If they wanted information, they can go to Google. <laughs> they know that. Um, rather, what we've learned is all of our auto texts are always asking short, simple questions. They're never more than maybe two sentences, and even then, that's probably too long, to be honest. Um, questions, right? Questions, not statements. Questions, not statements. Absolutely. Um, and it, you should always take somebody's answers and turn it into your next question. Um, but the, you know, some simple ones, I'll share what we send to maybe somebody that's a follow-up lead. Um, obviously a lot of people have heard about our, our initial 10 days of messages. You want those, let us know, message me, I'll get them to you. Um, again, they're short, sweet to the point, but one that's really cool is for somebody that's a lead that I'm following up with. So let's say Nate, you and I spoke to each other one year ago. Um, you're retiring from your job in about two years and think about selling and buying. Um, this auto message would go out about six months after you and I spoke. And what it would say is something to the effect of, hey, Nate, we had spoke a little while back, and at that point, you weren't interested in buying. Just wanted to follow up and see if your plans have changed at all. And what's great is it's so open-ended is that sometimes you're going to text back and say, nope, plans are good to go. And then in that case, they feel like you're following up, which mm -hmm. most people in real estate don't do. Um, or you'll get the person that texts you back and says, actually, I need, can you call me today? I need to sell my home as soon as possible. Uh, so it's questions, you know, short, sweet questions like that, identifying quickly why you were sending it and then moving on. And you gotta keep it, the thing with auto and mass texting is you gotta keep it so generic, but open-ended enough that it relates to them, uh, which is a fun Yeah, thing I think that's the perfect way to put it. Generic and open-ended. <laughs> Uh, I think so many things that we, so many problems that we see with, um, you know, with other automated messages that um, the industry is trying to create is it's a, it's a statement. Like if I got a message that's just like, hey, I'm here to help. Yeah. 
what, what am I going to do with that? What do you want from me as a consumer? What, what are you asking me to do? I don't, I don't know where to, to take this conversation. And I, that's, so, that's a pet peeve of mine. Always ask a question because your consumers, they, they, need you, they need to be guided. They need your help. Um, and if you don't give them an opportunity to take your guidance, then they, they'll have no idea where they're going and they'll just leave or not answer. So I think that's been a huge piece to our, to our engagement. Yeah. Nave, it's an open-ended question as well. The, the question is, yep. are you looking to buy a house? Because um, uh, yep. if they say no, then you're done, right? Uh, I, used to do, I used to do youth ministry and worked with a lot of middle school kids. And I learned to perfect the art of just asking really great, great questions. Because if you ever want to find somebody who never wants to talk to you ever is an eighth grade boy, right? Uh, and... and to, to be able to, to dive in and to ask enough questions to try to actually get them to start opening up is the same game that we play in real estate every day. It's trying to get somebody to talk about something that they didn't think that they wanted. Uh, now, in college, uh, I used to work at The Gap, which is why I'm so fashionable. Uh, and what I would see is uh, I would see a lot of people uh, uh, walk in. They were greeted with, um, hey, can I help you find something? And when anybody asks you that in a retail setting, your answer is, no, I'm just looking, right? All the time. And yes, this is high fashion. Thank you for noticing. Uh, but but, but the, the truth is when I, when I would greet people because I knew uh, what, what to look for, I would greet them and I'd say, hey, uh, what brings you in today? Who are you shopping for? Like um, that, that question of who you're shopping for is a specific who. It's either me or they may just say, just looking. And then, oh, what are you looking for? Right. And, and, and so continue to ask questions. And there's so many things in our lives that can relate to this real estate thing. But what happens is when we jump into this, we think that we have to become these robots that are business esque that are trying to sell houses and it's all worthless. What we need to do is to connect with people. And now we're saying that connecting on the phone is harder mm -hmm. than ever. And so we have to be able yeah. to connect via Robbie. Via I love your guys intro message, Facebook both on, that I know you guys mm -hmm. coach on. Amen. Um, calls and i'm pretty sure that your first text messages uh use that too what what is that mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so we'll just go like this uh hey nate i saw that you were looking at one two three main street on zillow and uh you know i just wanted to reach out nate and see if you're just maybe looking for fun or to see if you plan on maybe buying a home in the near future and one of two answers always comes out. Either they say I'm looking for fun. Right. And then what I do is, oh, great. Well, why are you looking for fun? Boom, wide open. Right? Or if they say they're looking to potentially buy a home or make a move, whatever the story is, and I just live by the rule of, of tell me more. And truly, if there's, there's one thing I can't hammer enough, you want people to open up to you. If you want to get to the root of what people or what's really motivating people, it's this idea of, of living an idea of tell me more. Um, Brene Brown uh, talked about this when we were down at, at a conference in Vegas uh, a few weeks back. And she's a lot more direct than I am. And she just says, say more to people. And it's all the same idea. It's literally just giving someone the time of day to open up and tell you more about what they're looking to do. And it's not me trying to say, you mm -hmm. should do something now. Because if I do that, Nate, you're going to check out and leave. and hang up on me or not text back now, by the way, that's the, that's the other yep. thing is it's so much easier for somebody not to text you back, just to ghost you on the phone. People kind of feel a little bit of guilt if they hang up on a salesperson, uh, yeah. via text message. There's yeah. There's nothing guilt. to, uh, You're, to really hold them nothing. or tie them to you, stop. but that's why, that's why those engagement messages are so important. And you have to ask, uh, you have to ask a question or they'll, or they'll continue yeah. to ghost you. Um, I know, I know one question that we've seen kind of here, um, and that Sasha kind of touched on there, Randy touched yeah. on earlier in the chat. Do you think that you can leverage text messaging to set a phone appointment? Are those the new appointments? Um, do you mean as in setting an appointment with one of my agents? If I, I'm an ISA, I'm vetting them having the conversation. Is that what we're getting at is can I, 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 I I yeah. think your question spot on, Nate. Uh, I think what you're you're asking is, are we missing a metric in how we say? Because we have we have set appointments and then kept right. appointments. 
But before that set appointment, is there a set phone call that's now going to be added to that metric? Yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's where I see things going. Well, when I alluded to earlier that most consumers are engaging via text message, I think the idea of an outbound call is fading, right? Eventually, it will be, for all intents and purposes, it will be dead. I don't know when that will be, but sometime. And at that point, it's going to be you having a texting conversation with somebody, whether it's via Snapchat or via Facebook Messenger or texting, whatever vehicle it is. Um, and then it will be you prearranging a call either for yourself or for somebody to begin uh, yeah, I think in, uh, in some of the latest content we wrote here at Structurally, um, I made the claim that texting is the new cold calling. Do you guys agree with that? Yes, yep. sir. Um, and I think I think what I really mean by that is, you know, and you're still going to make calls. It's still important. People will still answer the phone. That's why we're saying dialing is dying, not dead. Um, I think I think what my point is um, uh -huh. is that you need to set the you need to set the phone yes. call via text first, and that's that's a new step in the funnel that you need to continue to leverage. Um, and, and to kind of touch back yes. on my point earlier, um, what what I mean a little bit by um, mm -hmm. you know uh, text messaging is the new cold call. You can use text messaging to engage your, your middle of the funnel leads. People who, again, have not heard from you or have not made contact with you yet, you, you typically go out and try and dial through a list of, you know, whatever, 500 calls in a day. Why not just set, send 500 texts in a day? That's what I mean by the new cold call. I, uh, I wanna add to that, and this is what excites me about this, and we've already been doing, is you can't really automate phone calls. And what I mean by that is this, is automated phone calls maybe just reduces the amount of time you have to wait until somebody answers, but me as a human has to sit there and make the calls, right? And it's very time intensive, and the most valuable resource on, in all of this game is frankly my time and ISA's time, somebody's time. What I love about this change is simply this that you can leverage technology to replace a lot of this messaging that is taking place. And most CRMs now are on board, they have auto messages that you can send out. And truly, it, it's this whole idea of you can work smarter, not harder. And that's why I'm excited about this change. I think it's a good change as long as you are willing to adapt with it, which you're gonna be forced to or you're gonna be gone, um, but I think right. it, that's and I think is, you know, it can be we're talking about so all the, the pros of texting here. Yeah. It's obviously, it's obviously the new wave that's coming. What one con that I know we see, and it, it's something that we've seen when I talked to Dave, CEO at LionDesk, is um, it's a good problem to have yeah. when you send out a mass text to 200 of your, you know, old leads in the middle of your funnel. A uh, hundred of them might respond almost on the spot and you're completely, completely overwhelmed. Um, I know that your ISAs are dealing with that. Um, and I know that the, the overwhelming nature of those responses don't stop there. It's, it's ridiculously hard for your ISAs to, <laughs> to have probably 20, 30, 50 to 100 simultaneous text conversations going at the same time. Is there anything that they can do to um, you know, take some of that off their plate. Yeah, so I want to I want to address what you just said and, and say amen for saying it because it's so unbelievably true. Um, generally, if we send out a text message, our response rate is 25 to 30 percent. Some texts perform higher than others. Some perform lower. Um, whatever the story may be, but that's what happens. Is and you you hit it on the head. If I send it out to 500 people, a 25 percent response rate means I'm I'm not just getting one-way responses, by the way. It's now I got to have 25% of those people's conversations going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So here's one thing we've learned that, that you have to do. Um, first off, when you're texting somebody, the trigger, the psychological trigger for me as an ISA to respond to you, Nate, 
is always when I get your text message, right? That's how we communicate. When we're texting back and forth, I remember to text you back because you just texted me back. But here's the thing with people that we need to understand is that people aren't going to text you back, not because they don't want to, but because on our phones, we are finding so much noise. There's Facebook notifications, there's other text messages, there's Twitter um, notifications, there's news notifications, fantasy football notifications, and there's so much noise that can lead to somebody not responding to you. So a simple thing we've learned to do is, let's say, Nate, you and I are texting. I send you an auto message, and it goes out to you, and you respond. We've learned we have to schedule a follow-up for the day or the day following. Mm -hmm. That way, if you forget to text me back, I remember to re-engage the conversation. Now, I call these uh, psychological triggers, because that's what we're dealing with here. So there's little things like this. Let's say Nate and I were sharing 10, 15 texts back and forth. I send him one at 8 p.m. tonight. And tomorrow passes, and Nate, you don't respond to me. That doesn't mean Nate hates me. What it might mean is Nate is having a busy day and hasn't texted me back. So I'm going to send a little text like this. Let me know if you have any questions, Nate. And a little, a little text like that, this is what it does. Imagine this, pull your phone out and look at it real quick. What that does is you get a little notification on your phone that says, oh, this person's sitting right there. The funny part is, is a lot of people already starting, started writing you a response. And guess what's sitting there when they see that you text them back? In the text message is what they were starting to type to you, but they got distracted right. because there was some fantasy football score on Monday night by Antonio Brown or whatever the story may be, right? Um, you got to set a follow-up that is your safety net to make sure those things don't slip through the cracks. And if you don't right. do this, I guarantee, no offense to all of you, you're not smart enough to remember all these opportunities. So set yourself yeah. um, I can't tell you how many sure times I've seen that, that exact scenario happen you where you finally get that lead on the hook. You finally get them to respond to your fifth drip message. Um, they're having a great conversation, but then it stops. Um, we, that's why we introduced yep. a feature called redrips and it has been life changing. Yep. It's the, it's exactly what you said there. It's, it's sending a text message to a lead that's already engaged, yep. but who, uh, as we say, fell off the face yep. of the earth, which happens yep. all the time. They simply, they, they want to have that conversation, but they, yep. they just forgot about it. They're busy. Um, that's yes. kind of, again, a con of texting is that it's so multitask that people are doing 50 things at the same time and you probably don't or that text message doesn't take priority but that simple nudge that simple nudge message that says hey you know um oh and this is one of my other favorite yes. things um kind of touching back to the scripts mm -hmm. is one of our favorite things to say in our text messages is um hey yeah. i just want to make sure i'm not dropping the ball i didn't hear back from you yesterday by the way what was the what was the price range you're looking for the I just want to make sure I'm not dropping the ball has been so, so huge for us. I can't tell you how many times mm -hmm. I, I see people respond and say, oh, you're not dropping the ball. I just got so busy. I'm looking for a house under 200K. Uh, it's huge. And kind of, it, it's a little bit guilting them into it. Um, yes. Be careful. Um, it's, yeah. it's really not guilt, uh, guilting them into it because they were just genuinely busy. <laughs> I, I know one one of the text messages that um, I think might be in that that 10, uh, 10 day message script that you that you have in Leads Geeks, Robbie, is something along the lines of, hey, can you just respond <laughs> if you've been abducted by an alien or eaten by an alligator or something like that? I love I love that one. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it's it's one of my favorites. I actually got that idea about four years ago when we first started getting the texting ball game. And uh, I kind of augmented it. Somebody had a wolves one where, did you get eaten by wolves? And I was like, I don't want to do that. Um, but instead, of course, I'm nerdy, hence the glasses, and being a lead geek, um, we did the uh, abducted by aliens one. And we only send that out as to people that have received a ton of other messages from us and a ton of other attempts. And the contact rate is stupid. Uh, it, it's, it's one of the highest, right. even though it's one of the last messages we've sent. And I think it's because it's so different um, it's funny, it gets people to laugh, and it gives them an option.
Um, the three different options, uh, I forget exactly what they are, but basically it gives them an option to say, yeah, I got abducted by aliens or uh, I'm still interested, I've just been busy. Um, here's the thing, I, I think we just need to realize with these leads, there's just people. And I try throughout this whole process to do one thing and it's put myself in their shoes and send things that I would read or that would get me to respond. And that's it. And here's what I can tell you, if you're sending long information, Nobody's going to read it. It's pointless. Don't waste your time. If you're sending something that's funny, that's outside the box they haven't seen before, they're probably going to respond. If it's short and simple, they're probably going to respond. And the other big thing is, it's you kind of you said it. It's kind yep. of guilting um, somebody. And I think really honestly, the, the verbiage we need to use is it's reminding people because we've all done this, right? Hey, Nate, I've been sending you a text and I forgot to press send. I've been texting my mom back and forth. I forgot to press send. We've all done that. And it's just a simple reminder, a little nudge, trigger, whatever you want to call it, to get that back to the forefront of their mind. Again, the noise out there, the phone is no longer just a phone where you call and text, right? That, that ended years ago. There's so much noise, and we have to constantly be fighting through that noise. And it's little things like you said, um, sending messages like that. Heck, Honestly, you could probably send a text with the letter yeah, A. It kind of bumps it, it up to the, the top of the uh, mailbox. We'll do um, I see that I see that used in email follow up a lot. Is some some people will just say like I'm bumping this up. It gets my yes. I'll respond to it usually because I just forgot. Um, so kind of on that, then uh, one of the last questions yep. that Rick just asked too is, again, we don't want to say go you know spend all your time texting. What, what should the balance look like between emails, texts, phone calls? How do you make the most of texting in your follow-up? I, I would say this, that, that when a lead comes in, we still try to call right away. Because your first call is your, your highest answer rate. What I think is really, really dying, and some leads need to be spoken to right away, and they're gonna answer that call. What I think is dying is anything beyond that second or third call is just that the contact rates are are diminishing. It's the whole law of diminishing returns and they're just dying. So I still think we need to call a lead. Um, from there, you need to send a text immediately. Um, and we use the, the same thing you do, the six minute text. And I think it's the same thing that we're talking about. So if you get a, you signed up today, Nate, right now, you get a call from one of my ISAs, you get a text and email if you didn't answer, and then we would send you the six minute text. And everybody's like, well, don't people get pissed? I think people get more pissed if you don't call. And that's everybody's biggest issue is they're not doing anything. Um, but then from there, you're gonna receive in our world a text every single day for the next 10 days. And it's funny, I was speaking to our ISAs this morning and I think you kind of have some similar data but it's like the most likely that they're gonna answer is day one. And then it's like day three or four that they respond. It's, it's like for some reason day two, it doesn't really happen. I don't get it. But it's 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 like when you've shown you're persistent and now we're like, oh yeah, I need to respond to this guy. I'm finally getting around to it. Um, so you need to automate it. Um, you need to be sending these things out. You need to set it and forget it. Do not be manually sending all these texts that you can just automate. Um, it's a huge waste of your time. If your CRM doesn't have these capabilities, go tell them they need to get it. Tell them to watch this thing for crime sake or whatever the story may be. Because if they don't, I mean, I would, I don't know how you'd be a CRM in a year or two. I truly don't get it. I don't understand it. So push them or at that, if your CRM doesn't do it, refuses to get those auto and drip text, I think at that point you got to consider switching to something that does. Let me, let me, let me say this. Nate, I can't hear you. Uh, hey, you're, you're quiet. Go ahead, Eric. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let, me just, let me just jump in here very quickly. Uh, so we, we've identified that phone calls are dying. We've identified that texting is the new cold calling. And we're also in, uh, in a territory where we have to figure out how to start utilizing technology to enhance the agent. Uh, these are multi-layered, multi-leveled conversations and for us to be cognizant of uh, how technology is playing into this, not just texting, but how we can scale our businesses means that we have to start looking into some other things. Uh, and, and so um, somebody asked the question, like, what are we selling? We're not selling anything here. Uh, in fact, we're just trying to bring value in, and to start the conversation because we care about this community and uh, our clients deserve better than what we've done yesterday and today. 
And so this is simply a push for that. And I can I can just say That's this awesome. is that uh, we at Hatch Realty uh, have jumped on on board and started to use some uh, AI stuff to enhance our texting through Structurally, and it's been great. So that's the only pitch that I'm doing. Otherwise, you can pitch slap me all you want. I love it. I want, I want to join in here. I, I want to give you guys really, because uh, um, I know we're, we're getting close to the end here. I want to give you guys kind of my thoughts and what I felt is this old lead conversion game used to be all about calls, calls, calls. Um, even as, uh, you know, five years ago, it was calls, calls, calls. I think in the last few years we've been going through what I view as the middle lead conversion game, which has been a combination of outbound calls and auto and mass text. And I think where we're going is we're moving into a world where texting truly leads to the conversations that we have. And I have this kind of crazy idea that um, I think the shape of CRMs is going to change drastically over the next few years. Um, basically, old CRMs look like this. It was a tool us humans use to stay in front of our leads and app clients. And I think what's going to happen is the smart serum of the future is going to be a tool that uses us to stay in front of our past clients and our leads. And that is a transformational switch. But I have no doubt that's where this that's world awesome. is going. I, I completely and agree with you. And this is the beginning and of it. I think right? that um, I think the advances in technology really what um, it's doing is it's they're coming, but I think that they're coming in a way that will make ISAs' lives easier. And as Eric said, if you're not the ISA, you or if you don't have an ISA, you are the ISA. And that's just to say that everyone here can can uh, leverage technology to simply augment the. Uh, the less than attractive things that they have to do in their lives, like set follow yeah. set follow up tasks and remind remind yourself to text someone the next day. It's it's too much. It's too much to handle, and that's what you. I think that's what you mean by uh, CRMs will start mm -hmm. to use humans to to make their lives easier. So, do you guys have any questions? Um, I think we can try and answer them. Right. I know I know uh, Robbie and Eric are extremely active in the Leads Geeks community. I know Eric has, has said, you know, ask some questions there. Go ahead and post your questions here. Post your questions there. I'm sure these guys are going to be uh, all over uh, following up on this webinar. So we just appreciate you guys. Uh, we, we appreciate you guys taking the time to read it and listen to us. And uh, we're excited for um, ongoing webinars with these uh, brilliant folks from Hatch. We appreciate it. And I, I have one ask that I, I want to end on is if this resonated with you today, um, if there's people you care about that are in this real estate ball game, please share this message with them. Um, there's, there's too much at stake that if they don't hear this, um, they're going to be left behind. So if there's people you care about, your team, maybe somebody in an adjacent market, um, someone you care about, shoot them the recording, uh, share the link. Uh, if you don't agree with us, uh, let's talk. And as Nate said, thank you for your time. And, and any questions, reach out to Eric, Nate, and myself. That's what we're here for. Much love. Peace, y'all.